Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. It's Sunday, Tuesday morning at 10 11, 27th of February 2024. Bruce Siski Show. On KDAL, yeah, there are blizzard warnings out in northwest Minnesota this morning. Nothing like that here, which, I mean, we could use some precip, but going to be chilly later tonight and tomorrow and then warm up again in time for the weekend. It's got you thinking, you know, things that aren't winter sports, but we're going to talk winter sports this morning and start with basketball. The Northern Sun Conference basketball tournament, first round tomorrow night. And then to the quarterfinals in Sioux Falls at the Sanford Pentagon starting on Saturday morning. Joining us, head coach of the UMD men, Justin Wick. Good morning. Good morning, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, you guys have almost a week since your last game now. Another feel for four days, I guess, until your next game on Saturday in Sioux Falls. Opponent to be determined more on that in a moment. But you know, how do you go about the process of, of trying to keep your players fresh and, and make sure that they're ready to go come Saturday at one thirty. Yeah, there's no doubt we've spent a lot of time uh, talking about that and thinking about that as a coaching staff. Um, and I thought it was good to finally have just a weekend off. Our guys had a chance to go home over the weekend. Most of our guys went home. Uh, we took Saturday and Sunday off, so kind of a chance to uh, physically reset, but also kind of mentally reset and um, you know, the, I, you know, some guys went to uh, the UMD women's hockey game down the city. Some guys went to some T-Wolves games and just had a chance to kind of disconnect for a little bit. So uh, back at it here Monday and um, trying to prepare for two different teams. And then once we know who we play, Wednesday we'll be able to uh, really focus in. So for us, it's about trying to stay fresh, um, you know, and then trying to stay as sharp and keep our competitive level um, as, as high as it has been here down the stretch. By the time we by the time we get to Saturday, is this rare for you to to have you know you play on Wednesday and then you've got the full weekend and and then now because you've got the bye to the quarterfinals, you've got basically an entire week here to get your guys ready for the conference tournament. Is this is this kind of an odd amount of time off as you approach a postseason? You know it is. I, you know I think we're a little bit prepared for it just from the standpoint if you look at the. The time between our conference tournament and our regional tournament these last couple of years, it's been about the same 10 or 11 day stretch. So, um, trying to really give them, a, you know, some time off to, um, you know, refresh their bodies and then spend a couple of days really focusing on ourselves and uh, working on some of the special situations and adding some different wrinkles and stuff. And then um, really kind of crank it back up the, you know, the three or four days before we play. So, uh, but it is unique. Um, you know, just having a weekend off in, in general during the season is something we've never had before because we've always had a 16-team uh, conference schedule. So uh, to have this weekend off is unique, but we are used to it a little bit. Uh, we played a lot of games in a, in a short amount of time. I think we had uh, 11 games in like a 26-day span. So, uh, you know, we were definitely pushed there for a while. Uh, not a lot of practice, not, not a lot of rest. And with our, with our older veteran group, I don't mind it. Uh, these guys get a chance to get some fresh legs back and uh, it's not really about the X's and O's for us right now. Our guys know what they're doing. Uh, it's about our energy level and trying to play as hard as we can by the time we get to, by the time we get we, we get to Saturday. 
Talking to UMD men's basketball coach Justin Wick, you mentioned that you know 15 team league this year. How do you think you know the the league obviously worked pretty hard to get this schedule as as, as fair as possible for everybody? And I haven't looked to see. I got to think that everyone had this kind of you know these kind of compact stretches where you're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time, and then you've got some time to breathe, maybe a weekend off here or there. How do you think that this thing worked out in year one of the 15 team arrangement? Yeah, I thought it was good. Obviously, you're not going to have a balanced schedule across the board. Um, so some teams played, you know, some teams twice and others once. Uh, I think that's the reason why we won the tiebreaker with Morehead there for the second seed. Uh, we just had played a couple of tougher games or, you know, when it comes down to strength of, strength of schedule stuff. So, um, you know, it's never going to be equal. Um, I think we might have had the toughest stretch. Uh, we had a Tuesday midweek game against Mankato. And then this early Wednesday game this week. So again, I think it was 11 games. Um, you know, 11 games in the last well, over 26 days of the season, or I think 12 games in the last 26 days. So um, it was definitely a challenge. But everybody's going through different challenges. Uh, everybody had their you know their bye weeks or their off weeks at, at different times during the year. Um, and for us, it was about just trying to control what we can control. Um, one thing I did like about our schedule, uh, you know, just as a conference was. There was a multiple days where there was, you know, one or two games on a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Um, I thought it was great for crowds. If you look at the crowd, some of those home crowds during the week that we had here were awesome. And it just gives a, gives our league a chance to have some standalone games and, and, and get a chance to watch, you know, some other teams and some other games play in our league. So I thought that was really uh, a positive step for our league and hopefully something we can continue down the road rather than everybody playing at 7.30 on Friday and 5.30 Saturday, you don't really get a chance to watch anybody else. And as a fan, you don't get a chance to watch any other games. So I thought it was really good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of playing on different nights, playing at different times on the weekends, and trying to uh, get our league as much exposure as possible. Well, also, and, and, I, and I know this from the hockey side, because you, you get into the NCAAs and all of a sudden you're playing a game at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 4.30 in the afternoon because that's what the television window calls for you to play. And it's the same thing when you guys get to the you know, to a regional. There's you know there's three games or four games the first day. You could be playing at noon. So, you know, sometimes you know, athletes, you know what athletes are. You were one. Still are better athlete than I am. You, know, you guys have a clock. And if you can disrupt that once in a while and do something different things, it maybe can help them when they have to play that oddball game at noon to be more ready for it yeah and i think we did um we tried to do that early in the year we had a couple of one o'clock starts out in michigan which is you know 12 o'clock central time um you know and i thought that really prepared us when all of a sudden our conference schedule we had to we had to move back um we were supposed to play a friday saturday and had to move back to saturday sunday because of the conference volleyball tournament at concordia st paul all of a sudden, our games got moved to 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock on a Saturday and Sunday, and I thought our guys were uh, way more ready you know, ready for that because they had been through it already, and we had a 1 o'clock tip in, in St. out. And as you look at even our conference tournament, um, you know, Mankato draws the number one seed, and, and they get the pleasure of playing at 11 a.m. on, on Saturday morning. So um, th- those are early games. They're definitely different. Uh, and even us playing at 1.30 next Saturday is, is going to be different. But, uh, again, I think our, our league has helped us um, – you know, hopefully helped everybody get ready for that. Uh, I'm a big fan of all these different start times and being able to 
have fans of basketball uh, across this league watch different games. I think it's been real successful. How much of a clock were you on as an athlete? Like, was that I don't say relying on it, but I feel like sometimes athletes almost rely on uh, okay, you know, shoot around at eleven, game at seven. Yeah, I think you know, guys in the past year have get, been able to get into a pretty good rhythm because our our league schedule has been has been so structured. When I was at Iowa, you talk about TV windows. There's a game at 11 a.m. every Saturday, every Sunday. There's games at 11, 1, 3, 5, 7. You might play at 5 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night. So it was um, it was always different. Uh, for us, it was more of you know pregame meal four hours before the game, and then you're kind of in your game prep. Uh, when you're playing in uh, Indiana or, or, or Ohio State at 11 a.m. Eastern time, uh, that's a pretty early wake-up call. I remember some pregame meals at you know 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and uh, it's tough to get the body going, but it's also, uh, you know, it's it's the same for both teams. And, um, you know, at that level and with TV rows, that's kind of what the expectation is. And hasn't been so much for us, but I do like the changes, and I like being able to sh- to showcase our league a little bit more across the board so, so our fans and our other teams and players can watch. Uh, I know myself and e- even our guys have watched so much other live NSIC games this year, uh, way more than they ever have before. So, I think that's a, that, that's a real positive for, for growing our league and, and, and growing that exposure. UMD men's basketball coach Justin Wick, our guest. Last week when we talked, you said you, you wanted – there was a couple things primarily. You wanted the guys to go play well, obviously get a win against St. Cloud State, but you also wanted a, a fun atmosphere, a fun environment at Romano Gym. Looked like you got the, 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 you got the win you were looking for. Did you get the environment you were looking for? It sure looked like it. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. You know, our, our crowds have been awesome here down the stretch, but – um, you know, we had one dollar ticket night and had a couple of giveaways with some of our awesome alumni that stepped up and bought some tickets. So we were able to, to attract some larger groups in here uh, with free tickets and to have 1,900 people in in in, in this building. Um, I went through before and counted every single seat in there. It's just over 2,000. I think it's 2,028 if you count every single seat. And for us to have 1,900, um, you know, scan tickets in there, it felt like every seat was full. Um, and that's the biggest crowd by far we've had here since I've been here. So uh, we got up to 14 or 1500, you know, earlier this year, and that that was amazing when we played Mankato. Uh, but just to have every seat filled, I think, was a great, you know, kind of send off gift for our guys. Um, you know, especially for our two seniors, Drew and Jack, guys that are, you know, were probably playing their last game here in our gym, and um, it's a memory that uh, a memory that they'll have, uh, you know, for the rest of their careers and. Um, they were a part of the group that really brought people back in to watch us. And um, just to have that support in our community, I think people have realized not only do we have a good team, but we've got some great guys that play the game the right way. It's an exciting great basketball. And probably what I was most proud of is there were so many new people in the gym last Wednesday who, who hadn't been to a game yet this year. Um, so to be able to get – um, you know, we got some youth hockey groups in here. We had some youth baseball groups in here. You got some some kids and families that don't necessarily go to basketball games all the time, and for them to come here and, and have a good time and just realize what kind of basketball we have here in Duluth, I thought was awesome. And hopefully that will obviously pay dividends for us down the, you know down the road in in future years. But it was a great atmosphere. I remember walking out with about ten minutes before tip off, and the place was pretty much packed. Uh, and, and that was a great feeling. Um, I know you know for for myself, but also for our guys. Uh, to have their have their last game here in, in, in another really special season. You guys head to Sioux Falls this weekend, and, and it's a place you're familiar with. You, you've had a couple of runs here now the last couple of years in this conference tournament, and you know the, yeah. you, you you know what lies ahead. These players know what lies ahead. 
How valuable is that experience? We, we talk all the time. You can't get this experience without getting to these events and getting into these moments. But now that you've had a couple of these opportunities, what does that mean for your team? Yeah, I think, I mean, our guys obviously have been to the finals the last two years. Um, they know what to expect. Um, but it's also what we've really talked about is you can't just expect it to happen. Just because you've been there before doesn't mean it's going to happen again and um, trying to rely on that experience of knowing just how hard the other teams play. When you're playing teams that are, you know, playing for their seasons, um, it, it, it becomes really hard to win. And, you know, hopefully for us, I think we're in a pretty good spot to be able to play in the NCAA tournament. But um, for us, it's trying to match that intensity and match that, that urgency that those teams have. And, um, you know, for our guys, uh, the, the talk uh, ever since uh, Thursday – from our staff and from our guys, is let's go, let's go win one of these things. We've, we've done a great job. We've made it to finals twice in a row. That's great. But this group has not yet won a conference tournament uh, championship. And uh, for Drew and Jack, this is their last chance. So I know those guys are going to be super hungry. Uh, our, our team's super hungry. I wouldn't even rule out, you know, an outside chance to host in regional if, if, if we can uh, pull off a championship here this week. So um, there's a lot of different things that go into it. But you got to understand that just because you've been here before doesn't mean um, you're just going to make it back to the finals. There's a ton of urgency and some big plays that go into it, and uh, our guys know that. Our guys are looking forward to it. And um, I've said this before. It's as deep as our league has ever been. Um, we've got seven teams that will probably be in the top ten regional rankings that come out tomorrow. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be our final games with, you know, NCAA tournament caliber teams, and that's what um, I think has really separated our league this year just the quality of games you get every night, and uh, this conference tournament is going to be no different. A couple more here for UMD men's basketball coach Justin Wick. As we sit here on Tuesday morning, you don't know who you're going to play Saturday. It's going to be Augustana or Wayne State. They play in Sioux Falls tomorrow night in round one of the conference tournament. You, you faced them both in the regular season. Do, you know, thoughts on each of these teams and, and challenges that wh- whichever of them wins sat- uh, will bring you on Saturday. Yeah, they're both really good teams. I think, you know, Augustana has really separated themselves here down, you know, the last six weeks of the season. Um, before we played them, I'd say in early February, I think they won about seven straight games. Um, they played us in a really close matchup down there in the Pentagon. Uh, if we get a chance to play them, it'll be a true road game for us. They'll be playing uh, on their on their home court. Um, so that'll be a challenge in itself. Uh, but again, a team I think has lost to us and Mankato in the last uh, you know seven you know seven weeks or so. Other than that, they've got a lot of young guys that are continuing to get better uh, and have put themselves in a, in a great spot here to to make a run down the stretch. And um, if we play Wayne, you know both these teams we beat them pretty well here back in December, um, and then that was you know the road trip. Um, you know early February was. Mankato at home on Tuesday, really emotional win, right right to the road to play Augustana and Wayne. And um, at, at Wayne, we were down, I think, 12 to zip to start. Um, at, we had a battle um, and had one big stop there at the end, uh, you know, to get a win by two points. So no matter who we play, um, and these teams are playing for their season and playing for, um, you know, continuing, you know, continuing their career, some of these guys, uh, it's going to be a battle. So whether it's Augustana or Wayne, um, we, we've got to play really well, and that's our main focus here um, You know, this entire week. You mentioned this is Augustana's home floor, the Pentagon. It's it's not a big facility. I've watched the, these tournaments the last few years as, as Midco carries them and, and does a fine job with the coverage. What is the environment like in Sioux Falls for this event? 
Well, I think in general, if you take the home court out of it for Augustana, I think in general it should. Uh, it's a phenomenal facility. It's, it's not too big. The people there um, run it as a first class uh, tournament. Um, you know, there's some really good basketball fans in the Sioux Falls area, and for the most part, most of our teams and our fans can have a pretty decent crowd there. I think, um, you know, Duluth is about the farthest away from Sioux Falls out of anybody in our league, but we've got a ton of fans, especially in the Twin Cities area. Uh, our, our family, you know, family and friends have, have made it a really good spot for us to play. Obviously, when you play Augustana, that changes a little bit. Uh, they'll have a student section there and a band there, and it'll feel like a home game. So, uh, when you know, if, if we get a chance to play them, it's going to make that you know even more you know more more tough for us. Um, but the venue is is you know, quite honestly, in my in my opinion, where it should be. Um, it's kind of the the center of our league. Uh, it's an awesome facility. Uh, if you start playing at other teams' home gyms or some other neutral sites, I don't I don't think you're going to find a better spot. So. Uh, for us this year, it might be playing them on their home court, but for the um, you know for 99 percent of the time, um, you know this is a place where that tournament should be. They do a great job and um, has provided a really good setting for our league to not only play there uh, in that facility, but be on Midco and, and get the kind of the kind of exposure that our our, our athletes uh, you know deserve. Um, it's a per- perfect spot for our tournament. And that's they've had Division One tournaments and or games at least in that facility. I know some yeah. neutral site games, so it's not like you know this is a well-regarded venue in terms of basketball, not just not just for the NSIC. Yeah, you know it's a it's a newer facility, obviously, but it's got they they really tried to uh, put an old like an old school feel on it, so it feels like you're in an older gym with all of the newer amenities. Um, there's high major games in there every year. Uh, I know the Hawkeyes are playing there next year uh, against, I don't know, against Oregon or, or something like that, or, or Oregon State or something like that. So they try to draw in, you know, two or three or four high major games a year. Um, also, there's some big time high school tournaments. Uh, obviously, our, our conference tournament is in there. Uh, some of the other smaller college stuff uh, gets in there as well. So it's just an awesome basketball facility, whether it's high school. All the way up to the you know the 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 G League team plays plays their regular season games in there. Um, there'll be about four different three point lines on the court. We got to make sure we shoot from the from the, from the right one, obviously. But uh, you know that's a challenge within itself. Our guys seem to, um, and most guys do, uh, navigate towards the farthest line back. We've got to make sure we get them on the right line. But um, for, you know it's a it, it's a great venue. No matter what level of basketball is in there, um, you know it seats whatever twenty five hundred and. Um, you know, even if the crowd isn't huge, you you feel like you you feel like you're on the big stage, and uh, that's the kind of experience you know that 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 our guys deserve. You got it. Appreciate it, uh, Justin Wick, men's basketball coach at UMD. Best of luck this weekend. All right. All right, thanks for appreciate it. All right, the head coach is Justin Wick. Bulldogs versus an opponent to be determined. That'll happen on Saturday at one thirty at the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls. The UMD women will host the first-round game at Romano Gym tomorrow night. They'll take on Sioux Falls. That game gets underway at 6. You can get tickets at umdbulldogs.com. Should note if oh, – well, doesn't matter who wins. Someone's going someone's gonna to win that game. I guarantee it. And the winner of that game will move on to play Concordia St. Paul in the quarterfinal round on Sunday at the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls. So a couple of men's games on Saturday – and the Bulldogs will play the second of those at 1.30 p.m. 10.30, more to come. Bruce Siski Show, Tuesday morning edition, 610-103.9. Katie Yale brought to you by Sanju, Two Harbors. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota hockey 
after this. How much can you save when you shop Cub? Let's just say you might need a bigger cart. We've lowered prices, so you save more. On Essential Every Day, it's easy to see the savings. Across the aisles, from pantry products, to frozen foods, to delicious dairy, and more. Your family will love it, guaranteed, or your money back. Shop Cub and save today. My Cub, my way. See store for details. Golden Gopher head coach Bob Motzko joined Wally Shaver last night on Gopher Hockey Weekly on the Gopher Radio Network. This is the great time of the year where, where you know, it's banner season. And how are the schedule lined up? Like crazy how the, the in the CCHA, Bemidji and, and Mankato are going at it. The winner's going to win the league. Yeah. And it just they'll play the last weekend of the year. Us and Michigan are battling for a spot. And then Ohio State can pass Penn State. And they play each other. And so this has happened all over the country. And it's just a great time of year and brings, you know, the weather's turning. You know, we're getting toward basketball, NCAA, and playoffs. It's just a great time of the year, and everybody's playing well right now. And everybody's got something to play for, and you get your second season in the playoffs. And I'll use the F word, fun. This is a fun time yeah. of year. The eighth-ranked Gopher men's hockey team is coming off its final bye week of the season and will welcome number 16 Michigan this Friday and Saturday to 3M Arena at Mariucci. You want to be healthy, playing your best at the end of the year, and that's always our goal. And we'll be a little rusty after. After a bye, you are, but we got to shake it off quick against Michigan, who's desperate. Like, we are playing a desperate hockey team yeah. this weekend. I mean, they're like 14 or 15 in the pairwise. They're right on the ball right. where you don't want to be. And they got what an opportunity playing us. Um, and so it sets up, it's a playoff weekend. That's Bob Motzko and Wally Shaver. And that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Your Twin Ports home for UMD Bulldog football. Yes, for the touchdown for UMD. KDAL. Good conversation with Justin Wick. Get that on the podcast for you in a little bit. In the meantime, plenty to run through as the local playoffs continue. We'll go through a bunch of stuff for you and get you set for what's happening on our family of radio stations tonight. All that to come. 10.37 our time. Bruce Siski Show brought to you by Sanju. Sanju Polaris. Sanju.com. Where the cars are our thanks to them. And more to come after you hear from CBS News on this Tuesday morning on KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. Sometimes I feel like everyone I work with is an idiot. And by sometimes, I mean all times. All the time. Every of the time. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 10.42. No show tomorrow because of the Twins game. Brad is on at 10 o'clock, 10 to noon, and then Twins baseball against the Orioles at noon tomorrow here on KDAL. And then Dave will be here with a be- uh, not best of. We'll have some content that we give uh, to Dave here as the week goes on uh, as we get ready for the Bulldogs and CC Tigers this weekend, including Colorado College head coach Chris Mayotte uh, later on this week, UMD men's hockey player TBD as well and then back in studio next week no show monday because we'll have a twins game on monday but we'll be in here on tuesday morning next week and lots to cover with the uh, winter sports uh, state tournament of hockey is next week we'll go get you a preview of that as well on the uh, radio show next week and uh, we'll have some uh, nsic basketball content as long as the bulldogs are playing we'll get ready for that as well those championship games are tuesday by the way next week in sioux falls so if the bulldogs are in either one we'll certainly cover those 
on the radio show next Tuesday. Uh, meanwhile, tonight, Timberwolves and Spurs, coverage at 645. We'll see if Rudy Gobert can go tonight. I think they got him listed as questionable. Sprained ankle. He missed Saturday's uh, win over Brooklyn and did practice yesterday. Chris Finch would only say that Gobert looked good, but they list him questionable. So basically, you figure about a 50-50 shot for tonight. be nice to see him against Victor Wembenyama, the rookie sensation for the San Antonio Spurs, who just kind of triple-double with block shots as the third trip uh, double. My goodness, 10 block shots. <laughs> Pretty incredible game last week, a couple of weeks ago in Toronto. First triple-double with blocked shots since 2021. That was Clint Capella for the Rockets against the Timberwolves. Wembenyama, seven foot four. He just He's a young guy. He's getting a lot better. He's already acclimated himself very well to the league. The Spurs, however, are not getting better. Four and 17 in their last 21 games. Of course, one of those was a win over the Wolves about a month ago. In San Antonio. Uh, Bucks get the Charlotte Hornets tonight at 7 o'clock. Badger basketball on FM 98.1 tonight. Wisconsin's at Indiana coverage at 5. Tip off at 6 from Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana. The Wild take on the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. That's a 7 o'clock start in St. Paul on AM 710. The Wild going through their morning skate right now in St. Paul. Uh, Jewel Erickson got dinged up on Saturday in Seattle. He is on the ice. Looks like he's a good. Uh, he is good to go, I should say, for tonight. Uh, no lineup change is expected for the Wild in this game this evening. That per Joe Smith of the Athletics, still waiting word who's going to start in goal for the Wild. That was Mark Andre Fleury on Saturday. I mean, kind of rotating. We'll see. I would assume that Philip Gustafson's going to start twice this week and Fleury once, but they might flip that around. Big games uh, with the Hurricanes tonight, then the Predators on Thursday in Nashville, and the Blues on Saturday in St. Louis. And the significance of those is right now, Nashville has the last playoff spot on the Western Conference. The Predators have won five in a row and have put themselves back into eighth at 66 points. But the Blues are two po- or four points sorry, back of the Predators with two games in hand on Nashville. St. Louis at 57 games played, and Nashville's at 59. So the Blues have a couple of extra to play. They've also been playing good hockey. And the Wild 7-1-1 since the All-Star break are tied with the Blues but have played one extra game, 58 versus 57. So these are the two teams right ahead of the Wild in the Western Conference playoff race, and these are the Wild's next two opponents after tonight. Nashville Thursday night. And then St. Louis Saturday evening in St. Louis. So these are big games for Minnesota. And they'll come back on a back-to-back and play Sunday night at home against San Jose. So it's a four-game week. Again, my presumption is you'll see Philip Gustafson twice and Marc-Andre Fleury twice. I don't think either of those guys have separated themselves at this stage of the game. Kirill Kaprizov has been named the first star of the week, and deservedly so. Uh, 12 points in four games, six goals, six assists. That line has been on fire for the Wild. Him and Eric Sinek and Matt Boldy have been very, very good. Basketball playoffs are underway in Wisconsin tonight. Full pairings, KDAL610.com. Solon Springs draws the one seed in their pod in Division Five, Section 1. Eagles get Prairie Farm for a first-round game in Solon Springs tonight. 
And then if they can win that, they'll play again Friday and potentially Saturday if they can win on Friday as well. A quick back-to-back to get it down to four teams in each of these sections, and they'll play those off next week to decide who goes to the state tournament. Superior opens up on Friday at home. They're the three seed in their pod in Division One, Section 1, and will take on Hortonville in a first-round game Friday, 6 p.m. at the Spartan Gym. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, girls' basketball playoffs are underway. We've got the full pairings on the website, kdal610.com. Every game listed that's being played between now and Thursday as these tournaments get underway in 7A, AA, 3A, and 4A. We'll track all those for you here the next couple of weeks. And then the boys' section playoffs in basketball in Minnesota begin on Monday night of next week. Meanwhile, boys' hockey going to play it down to its state tournament field here this week. And we'll do our part in Section 7A tomorrow night at Amsoil Arena, hitting Chisholm and Hermantown for the section championship at 7. Then Thursday night, the 7AA championship pits top seed Grand Rapids against Andover. That also underway at 7 o'clock. There was one girls' basketball playoff game last night. Finally got the score in here this morning. Nashwaukee Watton advances in the play-in round in 7A, beating Little Fort Big Falls 76-63. Uh, Spartans will take on the defending champions, Mountain Iron Buell in round one tomorrow night in Mountain Iron, and then they'll have their quarterfinals in ESCO all day on Saturday. Again, full pairings, websites got it, kdal610.com. They'll be updated every weekday morning all the way through the uh, playoffs as they wrap up here in the next few weeks. Uh, The winter sports to mention, you know, wrestling's this week. Good luck to all the area competitors in that. Then it's boys hockey, girls basketball, boys basketball and then it's the reset to spring just like that uh speaking of boys basketball isaac azuma from cherry the only area player among 10 finalists for minnesota mr basketball gopher recruit having a great year he's 17 points the guy fills the stat sheet every game 17 points per game but also eight assists and seven rebounds per game cherry 25 and two top ranked team in class a in minnesota We'll uh, pare that list down to five, March 17th, and then the winner of Mr. Basketball will be announced after the state tournaments are completed. Twins have Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa in the lineup today for the first time in spring training as they take on the Philadelphia Phillies. Noon start in Fort Myers. We've got the Twins and Orioles tomorrow at noon here on KDAL. Manuel Margot is the Byron Buxton insurance policy for 2024. Twins swung a deal with the Dodgers to get Margot yesterday. Apparently had their eye on him for a little while. Uh, Word was, and we'll talk some more baseball as we get closer to the season, obviously. The word was that Michael A. Taylor wanted some playing time assurances and perhaps even money that the Twins could not guarantee. That they, they, I don't know where they were on money, but they certainly weren't together on the role he would play in 2024 off a 21-home run season a year ago. 10.50, brought to you by Sanju. Sanju Polaris, Sanju.com. In two harbors, wrap it up a moment on KDAL. Take us with you on your mobile with the free KDAL radio app. It's all I listen to. 10.59 on a Tuesday. We are out the rest of the week with the Colorado trip looming on Thursday. Tomorrow, no show because of Twins. And then Dave will have some best of content, plus CC coach Chris Mayotte, UMV men's hockey player TBD as the week goes on. No show again Monday because the Twins back in studio one week from today. Sound off with Brad Bennett, Kenny Callagher after a news update. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. 
Wisconsin. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no, well, no, I, I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What'd you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. For more than 80 years, KDAL 103.9, W28FBFF, and 610 KDAL Duluth Superior, a Midwest communication station. KDAL.